Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is US of Gay Podcast. Queer entertainment for all. Presented by GED Magazine where we spill the tea with your favorite GED personalities about today's hot topics. I'll show you my sparkler if you show me yours. The party starts now. Well, hello, hello. This is the US of A. I'm your A, Alexander Rodriguez, lead writer for GED Magazine and queen of the podcast. So we are in the season of love, whether you're in a relationship, just broken up, or forever single, like me. Wah, wah. There's no escaping it this month, but when it's good, it's good. And on this episode, I'm talking to a couple that makes it look good. We are chatting with our February cover boys, Michael and Matt. Michael and Matt are power influencers and two travel-obsessed husbands from Portland, Oregon. They share their stories to bring you the best of the best in LGBTQ plus travel destinations, gay travel tips, hints, and advice from local guides and the experts themselves. Now, they first met in 2014 over YouTube. They're posting their coming out videos and one week later michael purchased a flight to visit matthew in seattle and the rest basically is history they fell in love matthew moved to nebraska for a number of years to be with michael while he worked through dental school and after graduation they got married michael works as a full-time dentist and matthew works as a full-time freelance photographer and writer and when they're not traveling or working they create and post content on youtube and instagram that we love please welcome michael and matt Hello. Um, I want to just put that in my back pocket when people ask us how we met. And I just want to play that recording because that was yes. phenomenal. Just awesome. somebody. I'll charge you. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, I will pay. <laughs> uh, we know your brand is so well established as Michael and Matt. Um, and so right off the bat, we're just going to get into the nitty gritty because we talk about all the fun stuff in the article. But is it odd to have kind of not that individuality, but you're always the pair. It's Michael and Matt. Michael and Matt. It's Instagram. It's 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 everything. Um, is that kind yeah. of a little odd that that's how you're known? Um, for me, I don't think it's as odd as it might be for him because I feel like he started kind of like on his own in 2007, and it was like that was Bushu, mm. and it was him, mm-hmm. and he was the face, and it was that for like seven years. And then I came in the picture and I was like relatively new to creating, media. Yeah, creating yeah. content that, that was like public online. So for me, it, it was it was easier because it was like, you know, we kind of came together in 2014. And then I think, you know, Michael and Matt, we sort of combined around 2017-ish maybe. Um, so I only had like a couple of years and then it was like, oh, well, we're a couple. We've always sort of been a couple online. So for me, I think it was easy for him. I think he still struggles. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, a little (laughs) bit. I think the biggest difference I find is just when people address us, everyone used to address us as Matthew and Michael or Michael and Matthew. And now it's just Michael and Matt. And that's all I hear now. And I think it's like ingrained in people's minds, just like even close friends and family outside of social media. They're like, oh yeah, that's Michael and Matt. 
And well, yeah, because it, it becomes a, a brand name, just like, you know, yeah. uh, Dove Soap or, you know, yeah. Cher. It's like, that's the name now. That's, that's we still people... have people, people will still refer to him as like Bushu 37, like from <laughs> kind of way back. Yeah. No one, no one, I didn't, I didn't have like a different like screen name or anything. But if, if we're like, if some people are trying to like address us or they recognize from yeah. something, it's always like. Oh my gosh, that's Bushu thirty seven, or like, oh my gosh, I remember Bushu, blah 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 blah. And yeah. for me, I'm like, I don't have that history, so um, that was I, a completely my... different time online. Yeah, I was Bushu thirty seven for seven years before I met Michael, and then it was like rebrand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had Bushu, totally and then you had Power Top eighty seven. So no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my grinder profile. <laughs> now, how at like, how do you keep your individual identity and your sanity at home and time to yourself at home? Uh, when the cameras are 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 off, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we each have things that we want to like do or accomplish, and a lot of times he has a lot of things that involve like working on the computer and getting something done on the computer, and then I have like other things. Like I like I want to get like my house. Like I'm very. Um, what strict about like how my environment is so i like i want my oh environment my God, to be clean yeah. and i want to know where things are and i want it to be organized and so i always want to like get my environment <laughs> settled and he's always like wanting to get things accomplished so usually he's sitting at the computer accomplishing things and i'm trying to like make it comfortable around us but um, then we constantly check in with each other slash nudge the other mm-hmm. to help out in different ways. Like I am constantly nudging Michael. I'm like, just get on the computer and get something done. And he's constantly nudging me, like, get off the computer and clean yeah. the house. Yeah. I'm like, can you go back in? Can you do the dishes? Can you do the laundry? Um, can you help me with this project? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and then we also have our own things that we do. Like he, his um kind of like individual thing for sure is like a running club um so like he always yeah. just like tuesday nights is just always like running club and then they go out and get like i got i go to the gay running club twice a week they have it in palm springs too mm-hmm. saw them running around during palm springs pride yeah. and i saw you and yeah i was like oh love it national gay running club is the best and then running I'll, club. I'll go hang out with a friend or like take you know, our dog on a walk or something and just try and like kind of get outside on my own. Decompress. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we have like our little, little tiny things that we do kind of on, on our own. own. I like to go to the gym by myself. Um, he always goes with the trainer, but like that's sort of like me time too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's okay. how we go. All right. All right. All right. Scheduled sanity time. Scheduled sanity. I love that that when you said gay running, the only running I thought of was like r- running my mouth. Like, that's, that's, ah, but I was like, I'm in that club that too. too. Yeah. <laughs> now the story of how you both came together is so sweet. Uh, meeting over your coming out videos um, on YouTube, but we forget the reality of that time. 2014 seems so recent, but in terms of LGBTQ representation and coming out, it's a long way away. Can you each tell me about what led up to your coming out and what sort of obstacles in your life were happening leading up to that moment? Mm, yeah. Um, so I was attending a Christian university at the time that I came out on YouTube. Um, and most of my story with kind of like development and my sexuality, I was closeted in a semi-conservative area in Oregon um, for the majority of my childhood. and adult life. And then I um, 
was very, very Christian in the evangelical sphere. My dad's Catholic, my mom's Baptist. Um, they were pretty open about me experiencing or like experimenting with different sects of Christianity. Um, but I was still going to Catholic church, you know, every Sunday. And then I was going to whatever other church I wanted to when I could. Um, so, I mean, like I went to a Pentecostal church for a bit. Right. I, I experimented a lot in different sects of Christianity, um, but mostly in non-accepting um, Christian sects for LGBTQ plus people. So I was like deep in denial, um, started going to this Christian university and I just like basically came to a place where I felt like my life online just did not match at all what I was experiencing outside of the internet and kind of maintaining integrity, not only with the people in my life, but the people online, I just felt this huge disconnect. It was like I was divorced from myself and I wasn't able to kind of like experience this, this side of me that was just integral to my life. So I took a deep dive, like my sophomore year of college and talked to a lot of people. I was taking theology classes, I was taking sexuality classes and just learning as much as I could. And then I finally had this um, conversation with a Catholic priest and the Catholic priest told me that, you know, like there's nothing about homosexuality in the Bible that is exclusively condemning. And um, it's really still up for open for interpretation. And basically what it came down to is he said, it's better for you to live with integrity and be the person that you were born to be rather than starving yourself of God's basic principle in your life, which is love. So I, I, I love that so much. I was raised in the Catholic church all my life. And so in college, I did exactly what you did. I studied sexuality and I took those classes, but I also took every theology class that I could studying all of the religions, understanding how it all kind of funnels through the main few stories that we all have. And to yeah. your point, it's about that integrity that matters because the facts change from, from religion to religion, even from different you know, sex in that religion, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. it all changes according to how man interpreted it. But the main stories is what we should be uh, looking at. Right. Yeah. So just the concepts of love and integrity, like maintain those in your life and you should be good. And so I took that, <laughs> that lesson and I decided I was like, OK, well, now this is the perfect time to come out and kind of unite my life from one side to the other and live more of a happy and healthy life, which, yeah, completely changed everything from that point on. Yeah. And um, Michael, how, how about for you? Yeah, um, I think uh, so. I was at kind of like the tail end of my undergrad. Um, I had actually like had a conversation with someone before I started college and they were like, are you going to come out in college? And I was like, yeah, probably. Sure. And then like I never did. And then I proceeded to date like three different women, um, which they all obviously failed. And it was like <laughs> it was like the third Obviously, it was like the last one. And I was like, if this one doesn't work out, like, it's just, there's no way, like, it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Um, and obviously it did it. And so then I was like, okay, I feel like I'm like, this is just wrong. Like, I can't keep telling people like, you know, I'm very interested in you or whatever. But I think like, I come from a pretty big family. And so I had like six older siblings who were like, married, and we're about to have kids, right. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I need to marry a woman and then we need to have kids and then we need to, you know, that's just like how everything's supposed to be laid out. And like, why am I, how am I going to be the one of eight that 
that like breaks that mold, you know? And so I think that there's like pressure there. Obviously I grew up Catholic as well. So um, there's always that in the back of your mind, all the teachings and things that you kind of grew up with. And you're just like, I don't know, can I go to heaven if I'm gay? Like, should I just pretend for the rest of my life? And is that better? Um, but I had just like, I, I had just gotten accepted into dental school and that sort of was like, okay, that's like kind of my last thing that I needed to do to like accomplish. And I'm like, so if, if people don't like who I am, like at least I'll probably be okay. Right. Like I'll make it. Um, and so then that was, that was what I, when I started to come out was like, right. That year before, um, I was starting dental school. Um, I had, my parents took it great. Um, mm -hmm. I had just like a couple family members who were just sort of like, eh, um, why, what, how, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, it was so different. Like I wasn't sure if I could be like gay and a dentist or like a doctor, or like a, like I didn't, I was like, well, people just like not want to see me because of that. Um, and like you were saying, like Instagram was like a totally different animal back then. Like yeah. there weren't like people who were like out and like showing you how to live like professional, like a professional life and be out and, and like that pathway. And I grew up in the Midwest. Right. So it's like, I wasn't on a coast or anything. So there just wasn't a lot of gay older men that were like kind of showing me what it looks like. Um, so I think that's what I had in, in the back of my mind. And even meeting him, I was like, is it possible to like have a presence online and, and go to professional and school? go to professional yeah. school at that time, 2014. So eight years ago, everyone like the, the understanding was like, just delete Facebook, just be completely absent online because if they find one thing about you, then they won't accept you to the school. They won't accept yeah. you to the school. You won't get a job. Yeah. And, and now it's, like, that's what they were teaching. And now it's like so flip flopped. It's like, you, you have to be like present online. And if you want to be successful in a business, <laughs> like you have to have a social media presence and everyone's trying to figure it out. And it's just, so it was a completely different world. You know, and that's such a good point. And it, it places so much importance on the LGBTQ influencers, like mm -hmm. the both of you individually, and also when you came together, that put your brand out there, so to speak, that put your story out there, because it has paved the ways that now um, our influencer community is so important, and it is progressing. And I know influencers sometimes get some, some negative, like, oh, God, there's another shirtless selfie. But yes, it's a celebration of our sexuality. We're not going to hide our bodies. We're not going to hide in the closet. But then we have like you, like, this is what a successful married couple looks like. And we travel the world and we have our day-to-day -day businesses. And that's why it's so important to have all these aspects of influencers um, and to support those influencers rather than, you know, try to be keyboard warriors and post, you know, little sassy messages or whatnot. And this is the kind of peer, peer, pioneering work that you guys have done with sharing your story and being so out there and traveling the world as well. You're bringing your message um, all around the globe. Now, we laugh at the stereotype of how lesbians fall in love and move in so quickly. Um, you guys like met after chatting online. What was it like the first meeting? And then when did it hit like, okay, this is the rest of our life? <laughs> yeah, that. Um, we actually didn't say that we liked each other until we met in person. Um, so it was three weeks between the time that we had first spoken online to the time that Michael um, 
his, his flight was arriving in Seattle. So um, during that three weeks, we just talked and we were just very friendly and very interested in getting to know the other person, but we never said, I like you. Yeah. And then yeah. once you arrived to Seattle, it was just like fireworks and flowers and everything was beautiful. And um, I don't know, it was great. It was very fun, loving and like just a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. um, but then like things just got really serious very fast once he arrived in Seattle. Um, because we like I <laughs> we had a school shooting at my university campus. So that was the second day that Michael was in Seattle and oh I God. was um, a resident advisor and we have a very small campus. So there's like 2000 people on the campus. Um, everybody kind of knows everyone. So to have a school shooting on such a small campus, it was just shocking. And to be in like a leadership position and have like my kids on my floor, very like close family kind of style of dorming. I don't know. It's it's basically the dorms replace fraternities and sororities at the university. So everyone's super tight in the dorms. Um, but I was away from campus showing him around Seattle when the shooting occurred. So we were actually like on a boat on the way back from Banbridge Island um, and on the way back to downtown Seattle, you can see the SWAT cars um, just railing down the highway towards the university. So Michael was there through all of that. He was there for the candlelight vigil that occurred later that evening. Um, he was there through like all of the debriefs and the talks that we went through for the whole next week. So it was just, it was shocking, but it kind of thrusted us into this life and death um, scenario where we're now not just talking about, oh, we're just starting to date and we're talking about real serious life things, where we want to go in life, what does the future look like? And it put us in, it, I don't know, trauma, trauma just puts you together <laughs> very fast. And so it was like the third day we were together that we actually said, I love you to each other. And it was like, oh my God, we just met. But at that point, three days into it, I'm like, I can't imagine my life without him. And he couldn't imagine life without me. So it was just mutual and just fast and furious and yeah. And, and and, and we've seen how that works. You know, every uh, dating expert or relationship expert says, you know, hold off on on kind of saying those words, hold off on moving in right away. Um, but we know that there is no handbook to how relationships work, obviously, mm -hmm. with the both of you. Now, after the, and I know, Matthew, you had to pick up your life and kind of move for a few years. Now, uh, um, now after the initial moving in and kind of like the honeymoon love nest, what were some of the realities of, of having to get used to each other in a day-to-day, -day, this is how we wake up, this is how we go to bed. Mm. <laughs> well, moving to Nebraska was hard. Uh, I can imagine. Uh, I'm like, girl, Sean Mendez can say, hey, move to Nebraska, let's be together. I'll be like, no, girl, you come here. Yeah. 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 So going from Seattle to Nebraska was rough. I think um, what I maybe didn't know or expect or, or what what was kind of new to me is like, obviously I knew he was moving to Nebraska. He didn't really know anybody. I tried to, you know, I mean, I, I had been there for a, four or five years before that. So I had plenty of like people that I knew friends to hang out with things like that. So trying to like kind of loop him in, try and create this community. But then he also kind of wanted his own community, um, you know, kind of apart from just my classmates and my friends and things like right. that totally mm -hmm. understandable but um 
it, it's definitely like, you know, what am I, what am I doing like day to day? Right. I don't know anybody. I'm like trying to find a job. Oh God, I'm yeah. trying to like yeah. figure out how to make money and just like even communicating like really little things um, just seem to be very important. Um, oh, absolutely. So yeah. like when exactly am I going to get home and what are we eating for dinner? And like, yeah. what are we doing this weekend or how can we have fun and neither of us had been have ever done anything like that before so we had no idea what to expect but completely uprooting your life and going somewhere where you yeah. don't know anyone don't have a support system and you're just like there to support your significant other who you just met and <laughs> going through professional school for the first time it's a lot but it's like we neither of us really knew how much of a support system helps to have like mm -hmm. in that type of environment and for me whenever something would go wrong like if he was late getting home from school or we didn't have anything to eat for dinner it was a small thing but it just seemed like uh like the worst thing ever or it just right. blew up into this big like mountain of a problem um so it took a long time to kind of like navigate through those things and for me to figure out like okay you know get my bearings get some people in my corner who i had for support and be able to navigate those things while we were kind of progressing through our relationship so that any tiny disagreement or argument that happened didn't seem like it was the end of the world it was just another thing progressing our relationship forward that we could deal with and handle and move on and so. in, in all of this i <laughs> i feel like there's like some kudos to give to like our friends and family because so it seems so crazy just to think back on and then like somebody had lived my life and I was like look like from the outside looking in and be like that is crazy like, like what are freaking they insane and I no, tell you on on paper it it looks ridiculous yes. and, and yeah and it does in life like there weren't people that were overly negative or they weren't like um this is crazy you shouldn't do this like right. <laughs> i'm like how did my parents not speak up more about like this sounds like a little bit crazy and like <laughs> like we need to have a reality check with you yeah but mm -hmm. I, I my parents i guess my parents have always been that way they've always just been like make your own mistakes like if it's if it's um if it's great great if it's bad it's bad and that's life so i mean I, I, and I think your mom was just sort of like, you know what, if it doesn't work, just move back home. I, yeah, for I'm me, just I'm like, just like, I don't get it. Like if it was one of our friends, I know. It, I like, like, I was like nervous telling people like, yeah, he's just going to move here. And they're like, but who is he? Yeah. <laughs> I it, met him two months ago and he's going <laughs> to move here. I came out. I met this boy online. We had a school shooting. My car got stolen. And then I lost my job. And then I moved across the country to Nebraska. And my parents were like, good luck. <laughs> I mean, it really is like an HBO show, you know, it, it really is. But, you know, it, it's such a testament to life is so short. You know, you don't know until you know. So why not just take that chance? Why don't you just explore the possibilities instead of saying, staying in the safety of love, staying in the safety of career? You know, you just jump in and, and look what's happened with both of you. I, I think yeah. it's such an inspiring story. It did. I mean, timing wise, too. Like, obviously, it worked out, right? If he yeah. had like another year of college left or something, yeah. it would have complicated things. Oh my God, or yeah. if I didn't have something that was holding me to where I was living, 
you know, then there would be a whole discussion of like, okay, well, what do we do now? Or where do we go? But it just the life circumstance sort of forced us into like, you know, this is the plan. And we lost our happening. job. You know, we lost our job in Seattle. I don't have a car. Um, life is just like not working out over here. Why, why not try something new, you know? And then I was sort of like, well, I can't move. So you have to come here. <laughs> now the whole travel aspect to your relationship and, you know, all of the travel tips you share, your blog, your Instagram, everything. Um, how did the travel bug first, first hit you both? Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, for me, I, so I had a lot of exchange students going through middle school and high school. Um, and so that for me was a big experience into travel, but I think like for the most part, my family just didn't travel. Um, my vacations when I was younger was going to the Oregon coast, which is about an hour and a half away from where I grew up. And we would sit in the hotel room and like, the weather for the most part on the Oregon coast is just miserable. It's just cloudy, wet, yeah. windy, cold. So we just sit in the hotel room. We would look out the window, <laughs> see the ocean. Oh, so pretty. And then we would watch TV and we would go down to the pool in the hotel and swim. And that was like my vacations growing up. So my like my I, I just would always go to school and hear about all these trips that my friends were taking to Disneyland or Disney World or to California and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, it sounds amazing. Let me see the pictures. I'm so jealous. And so going through that experience of just not really traveling outside of Oregon um, for most of my childhood, I was just so eager to get out. And the other thing was, was going outside of Oregon and experiencing other places to me was like my ticket away from this oppressive environment that I grew up in. It was a way for me to escape. It was a way for me to experience other places and to figure out that like people are different elsewhere and that's okay. And people accept them for who they are and that's great. And it just kind of reassured me that things are going to be okay. Um, going through high school and moving on away from, away from where I grew up. Yeah. And I, for me, I mean, my, dad actually grew up um, close to where we live now. Um, so he grew up on the West Coast and we would always travel out to see like friends and relatives um, out here with actually like an hour north of here. Um, and that was always like my favorite thing to do. We would all jump in like a motorhome and we'd drive like three days and we'd play like card games Ooh. and make like just like cold meat sandwiches and like stop at random places. Um, we would like stop in Montana and then like jump in like this, like really freezing river and then like, like shower. Cause we didn't have a working shower in the motorhome. I mean, it was just, yeah. I don't know, just like crazy stuff like that. And it was so fun. And then as I got older, um, I had the opportunity to like go to Germany. Um, and it was actually like kind of with like a boy who I was sort oh, of oh, there had we go. Like a little summer soiree with, um, and he like took me to Germany and we like went around to like all these different cities. And I was just like awestruck by like how different things were. He was basically Emily in Paris, but he was my friend <laughs> Germany. Yeah. And yeah. Better acted. I, I, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, that was just like the best experience ever. And he had also said, you know, like when we went to Europe, he was like, it's not as big of a deal here. Like people don't really care. And that was like one of the first times I'd ever mm -hmm. heard that. Like you can be somewhere and like, it's okay. Right. And it's just so different than the Midwest. 
Um, and then I went back like to Germany again, but that was like not in a relationship. It was actually with a, just like a, a female foreign exchange yeah, student sure. who, who we had ho hosted her family. Um, we had actually hosted her like parents at our house while she was an exchange student, she has a really rough time. And as a thank you, they sort of like hosted me. Um, and that I just had like so much fun and I just loved getting out and away and seeing new things. Um, and then I went to Costa Rica. I mean, this is all in just like high school. So yeah. And then I was just like, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. I've had a lot of good experiences growing up <laughs> for travel. I guess you didn't. Yeah. You, well, you you traveled. Oh, well, you traveled to Sweden in high school, but it did not go well. No, that was the end of high school. Oh, end of high school? Yes. Oh, okay. After I graduated. But he did not have as much fun as I did. It sounds like there's a Sweden yeah. story there. <laughs> I just, I fell in love with an exchange student and he was straight, um, <laughs> which, you know, happens, whatever. And I fell in love with an exchange student, but he ended up being gay. So that, yeah. it worked out. <laughs> so. I'm telling you, this is like a TV show. Like it, it really, really is. <laughs> um, but, but talking about traveling as a couple, um, the both of you, uh, you know, and we've seen all the amazing places you've been uh, on your blog and again, through your social media, but kind of out of the bubble. Uh, well, I guess I'm in the bubble here in Los Angeles, but were there any trips that you felt unsafe or uh, the LGBTQ safety bubble wasn't quite there? Somebody asked us this question recently and I had a hard time kind of thinking of somewhere that I felt like truly- Nebraska. Uh <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that there's areas where I have felt particularly unsafe especially just walking around as I am. Um, but I have traveled to many places where I'm very cautious about mm. my PDA or how I act around Michael. Mm. Um, I think for the most part, just us living in Nebraska for four years from 2014 to 2018, it's not a super gay friendly place to live. Like even in the cities, I'm not super comfortable to walk around holding Michael's hand. Not that I feel like someone's going to come up and punch me, right. but I just don't want to deal with the looks. I don't want to deal with um, any kind of like side comment or anything like that. So um, I think there's, you know, definitely a place to like make your statement and to be like, no, I'm gay and I want to hold my husband's hand and that's what I'm going to do or my boyfriend's hand. Um, but when we were living there, I, I just didn't have the energy to put up with that all the time. So it was just easier we, we just walked side by side. We didn't hold hands. You know, we wouldn't kiss in public. It just wasn't a thing. I mean, I, we weren't together, but at one point in my life, I like drove from Nebraska to like the Florida panhandle. And I drove like straight down through Alabama. Wow. And wow. I was like, there would, I mean, if you and I were in Alabama, like there'd be, be no, absolutely no way, no way, there. Jose, like small yeah. town. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> so in those situations, I just, kind of go back yeah I go back to how we acted in Nebraska and it's like okay well it, for all for all circumstances we are just friends right now and we are not kissing or hugging or holding hands and yeah. overall we've gone we we just ended up in places that I think we were like we felt safe in um I mean we considered going to Morocco at one point like trying to do like Spain and Morocco in 10 days which is like a bad idea so we just did Spain yeah um but I remember being like a little bit hesitant just because mm -hmm. I didn't know much about it. And I was like, I don't know, like, is it okay? I'd never been to Africa. Like, I'm sure like, I mean, I know like South Africa and things like that. It's, it's, there's safe areas a little not bit better great and great areas to, yeah. yeah. 
but it's I not know. super friendly LGBTQ plus. Well, and you know, it, it's it's such a testament. You know, we're kind of uh, the, all, the three of us are kind of involved in the LGBTQ entertainment community, where everything is big and personality, and mm -hmm. we still have to remember that there's spaces here in our own nation as well as abroad mm -hmm. that are still very dangerous for our community, which is again why it's so important for for like the two of you to be sharing your story. Um, now we love all of your travel tips uh, <laughs> on your blog. But what are the gays packing too much of, and what do we forget to pack? <laughs> uh, they're packing too many poppers. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> they take them at the airport. Don't ask me how I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Too many Speedos. Not enough sunscreen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a big one. Not enough. I, I don't know. I don't. I ever sunscreen. Do not forget your sunscreen. More sunglasses. We just need sun protection. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're going somewhere sunny. Yeah. <laughs> would, but there's yeah. some. But there's something to be said. Like uh, packing too much. I'll I'll go for like a three day trip, and I have three suitcases because I think mm -hmm. I need a different pair of shoes for every look. I think I'm going to change my outfit oh, no. four times a day. Whenever I come back, I always say, "Why did I pack so much?" You don't end up caring about the small details when you're out having fun or you're not really changing three times a day you really just are are not <laughs> yeah it depends on where you are like if we're somewhere warm and it's like humid and i just like feel like sweaty i will i will change my clothes like two to three times a day if needed yeah <laughs> but in the, in those instances i'm always like where is the laundromat like how can i clean all this stuff because i'm like i don't want to pack like three suitcases i want to just be able to like clean what i have so <laughs> i always think um Planning for the weather obviously helps because if you know you're going to like go through a whole bunch of yeah. clothes, hopefully packing laundry. Laundry is my favorite amenity to have. We're just packing too much overall, packing too many yeah. outfits, packing too many clothes. But the one thing I would recommend is always take a carry-on or a backpack or something that you can put a couple outfits in because I've had my luggage lost. 100%. 100%. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. At least you know you have your, like, <laughs> I'm not going to die because I have this. Extra outfit. Yeah. And a couple small toiletries that... that and poppers. <laughs> and poppers. Yeah. Now, I want to talk a life beyond the influencers. You know, in today's age of smoke and mirrors, I love that you are both transparent, that yes, you have daily jobs. Um, having a huge following doesn't always mean that you get the mansion. You know, it, it, that's mm -hmm. not how mm -hmm. being an influencer automatically works. And there's this huge hustle behind that. Um and so we, we, you know, we see you in your scrubs. We see you, you know, at your computer. We see the both of you at work. What are some of the realities of your lives as Michael and Matthew beyond the influencers? Um, for us, I think a, a lot of it is like family. We always are wanting to like make sure that we balance what we're doing and just like our work life with family. I guess I'm friends too, obviously. Um, but we like to kind of like go down to his parents' house just like an hour away and just sort of like decompress and unwind. They also have this like just gorgeous backyard that's just like nice to look at with just like so many pretty plants and flowers and trees and stuff. Um, my family's obviously like a plane ride away. Um, so I try and make sure that, you a know. A couple plane rides away. Couple, <laughs> Yeah, two plane rides. Well, yeah. Um, so, you know, trying to make sure that we like make that time because it's always my favorite yeah um it's like just getting family time and even even this last christmas i remember thinking like oh my gosh it's gonna be like i think we took a red eye to get home and then i know i was like i'm gonna be so tired and but then i just had like the best time yeah um so i think we always 
want to make sure that we don't forget about that. Um, he's taking time to be like social and be with people. Obviously that's been hard, like the last two years to try and make sure like you're doing it safely. Yeah. But, um, I think that's, that's a lot of what we do outside of being at home. Yeah. I, and, and you're asking basically like, what do people not see? Like, right. um, yeah. Okay. So yes, that's a good part of it. That's very positive and mm -hmm. wonderful and great. We love family. Um, <laughs> but there's a but in there. <laughs> but I would say like, as far as being influencers and the public light and like doing what we do online, um, the great thing about the internet, well, the awful thing about the internet is that it shows the best of the best of what we want people to see. So you don't see anything right. beyond that. And it gives people this wonderful impression that um, what we do is just so easy and wonderful. It's honest, like to bring Emily in Paris back up again, it looks like the Emily in Paris of yeah. everything. So it just looks like this picture perfect thing. That's not necessarily the reality. And behind the scenes, it's just like being very tired all the time because you're constantly working. Yeah. Um, you know that. And then at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know, it just never stops. The hustle doesn't stop. And it looks like, you know, people online, these content creators, they've made it and they've they just have the perfect life, blah, blah, blah. Everything's great. But um, you got to realize that like that can all just disappear overnight. It can go away. The These social media platforms, they're kind of, they're just transient. They're there now. They might not be there tomorrow. Exactly um, right. So there's, you, you're building a business, but it's also, it can just, it's just so ephemeral. It's not really yeah i don't know i think the i think the thing that maybe you're getting to too is like they don't see the uncertainty right yeah. like <laughs> the the like i don't know if this is going to be good or or you know how do we mix like organic and like trend sort yep. of things together you know and like how do we stay like kind of like relevant but enjoy it you That's know right. it's like i've always told him i was like if it's if this is becoming an issue we drop it I'm like, if it's, if we're going to like be fighting about it, I, I love that. Care. I yeah. will like, I will delete it tomorrow. I don't need it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's always a good thing. rule. That's always been my like thing. And I've, we've had that conversation. I've been oh, like, yeah, if this is going to be an issue, we'll delete we'll it. Delete it. <laughs> wow. I go, we won't have it anymore because it's, there's no point in it being like unbelievably stressful to where or it's divisive. like coming between us yeah. and i've seen that ha i feel like that's probably happened before yeah and broken people up because it, they like just don't agree on like social media stuff and they like forget who the other person is that's exactly think, right it's like they think that they're in a relationship with who they see on instagram or what they're posting rather right. than who's in front of them i've seen this happen so many times with uh influencer couples yeah and there's there's i think there's a lot of there can be a lot of stress behind the scenes Oh my you god! Know, and yeah. then and then what? And the product of that ends up looking like nice or pretty or yeah. or or happy or funny or you know comedic whatever. Um, but there's a lot of like background of like, okay, what are we doing? We have to agree on it. We have to have like I'll envision it differently than him, and so we have to kind of figure out like whose version are we gonna do or like who's right, who's more right. So it just gets so businessy, and it's yeah. it can, and yeah. that that's the thing that I that I worry about and I try and 
I want to like it to be like just normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want it to like be like, oh, let's just do this because we think it's fun or we think it's funny and it's going to like bring us happiness or something. Right. Not because we feel like we have to. All right. Final question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both of you have traveled to every romantic part in the world. You've taken every romantic picture. Your wedding pictures look like a Disney oh movie. So <laughs> how, how could you possibly kind of add to that for, for Valentine's Day? What does Valentine's Day really look like for the both of you? After you've done everything romantic, like what? Well, is I go to work. I work on Monday. Yeah, he does. In, a, <laughs> so, in other people's mouths. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and I work on Monday too. Well, I, no, I know, <laughs> but like, I don't, we're not at home together. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, we have a dinner reservation. We have a dinner reservation. I. We love a chill evening. I don't think we've yeah. ever put an, a lot of stress on Valentine's. Day. Well, like so I did one trip once. That was very. We cute. had like a little like fun Kansas like city weekend trip that I did, but that was like in Nebraska and when we were trying to like figure out like what the hell are we gonna do? Like yeah. what? And we fun? drove to Kansas City and it was beautiful and it was so fun. much fun. Yeah, it was nice. Loved it. Um, but I don't think we. I don't know. I don't put too much pressure on Valentine's Day because sometimes we like get it, each other like cute gifts. Like we'll print out some photos or get yeah. chocolates. Like just the traditional whatever easy stuff that's fun to do you guys don't eat chocolates i can tell right away you you do not eat chocolate oh, i eat i i love chocolate <laughs> so much especially ice cream look at this bag of chocolate oh my god <laughs> been working on that and for those who I'm can't the husky see, one over here and i don't even have a bag of chocolate next to me <laughs> it's a gallon-sized bag of just chocolate shards <laughs> I don't know why they make you laugh so much. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is the reality of Michael and Matt. There's, there's a bag of chocolate shards just waiting yeah, to be eaten. On the counter. In the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, tell everybody where you want them to find you and follow you. So we are at Michael and Matt on Instagram. Mm -hmm. At Michael and Matt one on TikTok. The number one on TikTok. And at Michael and Matt on YouTube. Yes. And also michaelandmatt.com. Yes. So just remember, yeah. Michael and Matt. But for yeah. TikTok, just put a one behind it. Because yeah. somebody must have stolen our name. Yeah. <laughs> we and the, the website's amazing because we get to see uh, your coming out videos. We get to see your wedding pictures. But then we get to, uh, you know, experience the blog. So I, I would recommend anybody to, to go go to the go site. To peruse. Yeah, Ooh. peruse. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, I love chatting with you, boys. Um, and that no, has been my chat fun. with Michael and Matt. You can check out my in-depth chat with them in the latest issue of GED Magazine on newsstands or at gedmag.com. Uh, and thank you, our audience, for joining us. I'm your host, Alexander Rodriguez. Follow me on Instagram at Alexander is on air. And please help support this podcast and our magazine because it looks fabulous. Until next time, stay gay. This has been another episode of US of Gay. Please like, share, and subscribe. And check out our latest issue of GED Magazine on newsstands or head to gedmag.com for the latest in gay news, celebrity interviews, events, and more. Now go forth and be gay.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.